next 30 days uh, from next week on for our country. So um, with that being said, we are in the first week uh, talking about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God and one with Trinity. The Holy Spirit is number one, God, and he's one with the Trinity. So I had an equation that, that, you know, in my great math I did. I did like one plus one plus one is equal to three, and one times one times one is equal to one. I actually had to put it in the calculator and see if it was true. <laughs> That's how good math is. I was like, is one times one times one really one? And I was like, yes, it is. I was like, okay, because I didn't want to give like an illustration, and it's like, you guys are like, ah, oh, no, it's three. <laughs> and uh, so it is one. The thing is, many times we feel like God is like three. There's three gods. And it's like one plus one plus one, but it's actually one times one times one, which is actually one. And, and, and God is in three persons, but he's actually just one God. And one of the verses that, that I felt was a revelation to me. So it's not out there. So if you Google, nobody else is going to talk about it. This is me for the first time sharing it with you guys. Okay, about the Trinity. John chapter 14, verse 6. The Bible says this. I am the way. I am the truth and the life. This is Jesus talking about himself. And he says, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. But when you go back into the scripture and you see the Bible says this in John chapter 5 verse 26. Jesus says, I am the way and no man comes to the Father except through me. And he's like, hey, you know what? I am the way. So he says that part of the Trinity, he's the way. And then he goes on to say that the Father, in John he says that the Father is the one who gives life. So the, the life giver is the Father. And then he goes on, in, in, in John, it talks about how the Holy Spirit is the truth. And he, and he even calls it, he says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you in all truth. So he says, when it comes to truth, it's the Holy Spirit. But again, in John chapter 14, Jesus brings all three together. And he says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. So, but he's also, the Father is the one who gives life. The Holy Spirit is the one who speaks truth, but Jesus is the one who gives the way, but he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So they're three separate, but they're also one. And so Jesus talks about it. So for me, one of the verses, so if ever somebody says, what is the way to prove that the Trinity is real? This is the best way. I, I think so, because it was something I was praying. I said, God, you know, I want something that I can look at and makes total sense to me. And then I can biblically justify that this is what it is. Because the word Trinity is not found in the Bible. But you see verses like the Bible says, where Jesus says, baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then the Apostle Paul says, now may the grace of our Lord, Savior, and Jesus Christ and, and the love of God our Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. So you see the, 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 the triune one God being mentioned in these different places. So you see the Trinity and, 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 and the talk about it. But this is one of the most biblical verses where you can talk about how the three are different. The Father is giving life. The Spirit is speaking truth. And Jesus is the way. But Jesus also says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So that one is about the Trinity. The Holy Spirit is God and one with the Trinity. The thing is, over time, the Holy Spirit has become this weird movement in America where people, when they talk about Holy Spirit, you, talk, you think about this weird person in church that uh, everybody seems to have, or you think about uh, or, 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 or a relative who's like, you know, that's what the Holy Spirit's about. You know, you've never hung out with my grandma, my dad's mom, 
My grandma was something different, okay? My grandma, you could never take her anywhere without her getting filled in the Holy Spirit, okay? <laughs> if you thought you had somebody, imagine as a kid, you're going, like my grandma, this is how my grandma was. We, we went in the plane for the first time with my grandma. We flew my grandma in a plane because my dad wanted to fly grandma in the plane and, and she was super excited and uh, she was very, very happy. And when we were getting in the plane, I still remember my grandma was like, hey, remember, don't look outside the window. I was like, grandma, they don't open the window. Come on in. <laughs> and so she just was like, she didn't want to let people know to look outside the window because in the train, you would look outside the window. But she didn't understand how the plane worked. And so we got my grandma in the plane. And I remember when we were sitting in the plane, I know my grandma. At some point, she's going to speak in tongues when somebody approaches her. So I was ready for it. And the, and the hair ostrich came up. And then the next second, you know, my grandma starts speaking in tongues. And nobody knows what's happening at that moment. She's just going to speak really loud in tongues. And not only she's going to speak in tongues, she's going to clap her hands too. <laughs> so imagine that in the plane. My grandma just goes off like that. So I was always very embarrassed of, of the Holy Spirit growing up because I was like, my Holy Spirit was like my grandma, but she was very, very powerful in the Lord. That was just her relationship with the Lord. You know, now looking back, I was like, man, I wish I had my grandma with me wherever I go. We would be rocking this place. <laughs> because my grandma would not only get filled in the Holy Spirit, but next she's going to prophesy about your life who's standing in front of her. That's what it's leading up to. So if you go to the restaurant, you come up and you ask her a question, she's going to go in the tongues and she's next going to tell you about your life. Which is, that's the next thing. If you wait through that weird moment, something powerful is going to happen. But the problem is over time, we have, we have just attributed the Holy Spirit to just this weird moment and never wait for the powerful moment that happens after that. We always see these people as somebody who's weird, who claps their hand or sings loudly or speaks in this weird language. And we just say, oh, that's those weird people. But we don't understand there's a power that's associated behind that weirdness. You know, it's like if you take a moment and see the Holy Spirit is the most powerful and the most important in our lives today and in Christianity today, especially in America, we need the Holy Spirit more than ever before. More than ever, we need the Holy Spirit in our churches. The Holy Spirit, so I want to walk through the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit in the New Testament, and what the Holy Spirit's doing today. And next week, we'll look at the power of the Holy Spirit and how to move in the power of the Holy Spirit. So this, today we're going to be seeing how to be led by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit in the Old Testament. The Holy Spirit was present at creation. Sometimes people feel the Holy Spirit is something that just showed up in the last 10, 20, 30 years. And it's just this weird thing that Pentecostal people do. You know, whenever people talk about the Holy Spirit, they're like, are you guys the ones who speak in tongues? And it's like, okay. You know, the Holy Spirit's not just about speaking in tongues. He, he got more things than speaking in tongues. Are you guys those weird people who pray for people? And speak in tongues. It's like he he does more than just pray for people and speak in tongues. The Holy Spirit is actually very, very uh, relevant and very, very necessary in the church today. Here's why. And then the thing is, the devil has has realized the power of the Holy Spirit. And over time, made him this weird thing. And and so that we slowly push the Holy Spirit out of the church. And we don't see the power of the Holy Spirit. Because there's a fear to talk about the Holy Spirit. It's like. Oh, that's that weird thing. It's like, oh, I have this weird feeling in my stomach. It's like, no, 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 it's the Holy Spirit. It should be a powerful moment to talk about him because it's in the Bible. Here's it. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 and 2, it says, In the beginning, God created the heaven and earth. 
and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the spirit of God moved upon the waters. So the Holy Spirit was right there. Genesis chapter one, verse one and two, the Holy Spirit's right there. He's not this weird thing that showed up 10, 20 years ago in America. He's actually there in the Bible at creation. He was hanging out, really weird, right there. You're like, what? I've never seen that verse before. It's like some of you never opened your Bible. You know, then the, then the Bible says this. The Holy Spirit lived within Moses as he led the Israelites to the promised land. Numbers chapter 11, verse 16 and 70. The Lord said to Moses, bring me 70 of the Israelites, elders who are known to you and leaders and officials among the people. Have them come to the tent of meeting that they may stand there with you. I will come down and speak with you there. And I will take some of the power of the Holy Spirit. That is on you and put it on them. And they will share the burden of the people. Over here in the Old Testament, you see the Holy Spirit was shared. And the Holy Spirit was given to people only when there was a necessity and there was a need for the Holy Spirit. And and you'll see over time, it changes a little bit more and more. The Holy Spirit gave King David the words to say. 2 Samuel chapter 23 verse 2. The Bible says, there's the Spirit of the Lord through me. His word was on my tongue. So whenever King David had to speak. The Holy Spirit would come and give him the words to say and speak. The Holy Spirit was guiding King David. As a king, it, he would show up and he would help him. One of the places in the Holy, the Holy Spirit, you'll see Samson. The Bible says whenever the Spirit came upon him, he was empowered to do some great things. That's why people never knew. People didn't know who the Holy Spirit really was. Because they didn't know where the power was in Samson's life. Because people would ask him, what is the cause of your power? It wasn't really big biceps. So that's why when people draw Samson as a big mighty guy with big biceps, I'm like, if it was biceps, people would have known it's the biceps. It wasn't the biceps. That's why they're like, Samson, hey, listen, you look like a regular dude. Where are you getting this power from? I think Samson was like a regular dad bod. He wasn't having these big biceps. He was just a regular dad bod. You know, if you've never seen the dad bod, just Google dad bod and you'll realize what it is. It's like I have a t-shirt that says, this is not, uh, this, is, uh, this is a father figure. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a dad bod, it's a father figure. You know, it's, uh, you know I think Samson was like, like he had a father figure body. He didn't have these big biceps and he wasn't really big tall because then people would have attributed it to that they would have said you know what he, this dude he's really big he's really strong he's got really biceps I think it's, it's because of that he works out a lot that's what it is but he didn't do any of that so people questioned Samson and said what is the cause of and then what is this power that you have what is it and nowhere in the scripture people ask is it your biceps because he didn't have them he just only thing he had was long hair if he had lived long enough that would I'd fallen off, you know. He wasn't living really long. And there's a point where, where his life was changed and, and his hair was cut off and, and, and it's completely bald. And over there, it's that moment where even though the hair was cut off, there's a point where Samson prays and says, God, you empower me? And the power of God shows up. The Holy Spirit was empowering people. He helps you to do things that you're normally not able to do. And that's what he was doing in the Old Testament. All through the Old Testament, you see the Holy Spirit some great and powerful things. The Holy Spirit was always in the center of everything. He was in the center of creation. He was in the center of all of Israel's journeys and everything that they were doing. The Bible says the Holy Spirit is prophesied about, prophesied about Jesus before the Son came to earth. Isaiah chapter 11 verse 1 and 2. The Spirit in verse 2 it says, The Spirit of the Lord will rest on him. 
the spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of might, the spirit of knowledge and fear of the Lord. Over here, way before Jesus shows up, the Holy Spirit is prophesying about Jesus through, through the prophet. And he says, hey, listen, I'm going to be upon Jesus and I'm gonna do these things. And you continue and see in the New Testament, there's a moment the Bible says, the Holy Spirit is with Jesus. John the Baptist witnessed the Spirit descending on Jesus. In John chapter one, verse 29 to 33, the Bible says this. Next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is the one when I meant when I said, a man who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but the reason I came baptizing with the water was that he might be revealed to Jerusalem, to Israel. Then John gave this testimony. I saw the spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him. I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, the man on whom you see the spirit come down and remain is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. John is giving a testimony and says, hey, listen, Jesus, who I'm going to baptize. So there's a moment where John is baptizing and Jesus is walking in there. And then John says, he is going to baptize people with the Holy Spirit. I just baptized with the water, but he is the one who baptized with the Holy Spirit. There's going to be a change over here. You know, everybody's going to receive the Holy Spirit because baptism, everybody who gets saved and get baptized, the same way Jesus gives the baptism of the Holy Spirit, that's, that's Jesus. And eventually over here, the Bible says, Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit when he was in the wilderness. Luke chapter four, verse one. We're gonna focus a little bit on this over here. The Bible says this, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. It's very important to understand that Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit and, was, and when he was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness. See, the thing is, before you see the power of the Holy Spirit, many times we, we attribute the Holy Spirit to power, but we never say the Holy Spirit leads people. We never want to be led by the Holy Spirit. We want to be used by the Holy Spirit. We want to see the power of the Holy Spirit. We are like, oh, I want to see people get healed. I want to pray for someone and, and, and their eyes, like blind people see. I want to see a mute person speak. I want to see somebody who's crippled just get healed. We want to see the power of the Holy Spirit, but we never want to be led by the Holy Spirit. See, Jesus was, was the example of how to use the Holy Spirit in your life. So Jesus says, you know what? You need to receive the Holy Spirit in your life. So Jesus receives the Holy Spirit. And then Jesus walks on and says, hey, he was full of the Holy Spirit. Now that he's full of the Holy Spirit, it's not like half and half. It's full of the Holy Spirit. And he was led into this wilderness where he's allowing the Holy Spirit to guide his life. In the midst of your temptation, in the midst of your struggles, if you have the Holy Spirit, you're able to overcome those things. Without the Holy Spirit, you're not going to be able to overcome. See, Jesus was led into the wilderness and he allowed the Holy Spirit to guide him and then give him the strength. Many times you can see Christians who are going through difficult moments and, and difficult struggles and you look at them and you're like, wow, how are you so strong in this? What is the secret? How are you so happy when something like this happens? And, and, and they just have this peace. Oh, no, 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 God, God, God's guiding me. Because they're full of the Holy Spirit and they're allowing the Holy Spirit to guide their life, guide their decisions, guide their emotions, guide their feelings. And they're like, Holy Spirit, give me the strength. They're just normal people, but they have the Holy Spirit who's giving them the strength to be able to walk through everyday life. See, the thing is, it always starts with everyday life. 
Many of us are like, God, when can I do a big miracle? And God's like, you know, it'll be a miracle if you just listen to me. It's like, you're like, no, Father, I want to see a healing. And he's like, if you would just see me, forget somebody else seeing, just see me. It's like, God, I want to speak into somebody's life. And God's like, I'm speaking into your life every day. Just listen. It's like, you know, many times we want the power of the Holy Spirit, but not be led by the Holy Spirit. Not be led in our life through the Holy Spirit. You know, when you're going through difficult moments, that's the moment to allow the Holy Spirit to lead you. Say, God, you know what? I'm walking through a struggle. I'm walking through a sickness. Would you just lead me in this moment? You know, would you seek God, especially the Holy Spirit, for just who he is, not for the power that he has, but just for who he is, for the comforter that he is, for the guidance that he has, and not just for the power. See, people come to the Holy Spirit only for power. Anything else is weird. It's like, wow, whoa, you're talking like, like he's your friend. That's just weird. It's like, no, no, no. You have to allow the Holy Spirit to guide you. Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit when he was in the wilderness. And he allowed the Holy Spirit through the temptations, through the different things to guide him and lead him. And the Bible says this, Luke chapter four, verse 14. Jesus came back in the power of the Holy Spirit. Luke chapter four, verse 14, it says, Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Holy Spirit. What? And the news about him spread through the whole countryside. See, the moment you allow the Holy Spirit to lead you, the more he leads your life in everyday mundane things and everyday moments of your life, all of a sudden, when people see you, they see the power of the Holy Spirit through your life. And they're like, what is this power? It's like Jesus walked in with the fullness of the Holy Spirit, not the power. The power is with the Holy Spirit. He has always got the Holy Spirit. It's not like he, he doesn't have the power. He always has it. But he chooses to give it to you when you are led by him. When you are allowing him to, to guide your decisions and you're like, God, speak to me about this decision I'm making in my life. God, talk to me about my marriage. God, talk to me in, in your everyday life, everyday decisions. You're letting him to lead you and guide you. And you're like, I want to be full of the Holy Spirit, not of the power of the Holy Spirit. I just want to be full of the Holy Spirit and focus on being in the fullness of the Holy Spirit all of a sudden. People start to see the power. People start to recognize the power. That power comes from small decisions you make every day by being led by the Holy Spirit. Jesus says this. The Holy Spirit is promised to us for today through walk to everyday life. He's been promised to us. And if you will allow the Holy Spirit to fill you and to guide you in everyday life, it's a promise. Jesus made a promise. Just like Jesus said, if you would confess with your mouth, and believe in your heart that Jesus died on the cross and rose up on the third day and is now in heaven, that he has forgiven our sins, then you are saved. It's a belief. You believe in that verse. You believe in the promise that Jesus said. And it's that same Jesus says, I will send the Holy Spirit to you. John chapter 14, verse 15 to 17, the Bible says this. If you love me, you will keep my commands. And I will ask the Father and he'll give you another advocate to be with you always. See, this Holy Spirit completely changed his role in the New Testament after Jesus came to this world has completely been changed. He stays with us forever. He just doesn't show up to just do something. He stays with us forever. He's like, ah, we're hanging out. We're going to live life together. We're going to walk through life together. We're going to walk through decisions together. I'm with you forever. 
The spirit of truth which the world cannot accept. The world, it doesn't make a lot of sense. The Holy Spirit doesn't make a lot of sense to the world because it neither sees nor knows it. But you know it because it remains with you and will be in you. See, the Holy Spirit is inside of you. And then, and then sometimes you hear it in a very still, small voice. God's speaking to you. And he says, hey, do this or don't do this. Turn here or don't turn there. And little, little things where the Holy Spirit speaks. You know, and you just do it and it goes good. You don't do it and it's like you sort of regret it. A couple of weeks ago, um, um, the church that um, we gave all the chairs, our older chairs to, um, was coming to take the chairs. And, and there was a moment I was going to go open that the garage door out there and open up the shutter and the Holy Spirit very clearly was like, open it fully. I'm like, no, just half. And then and, and it's like, the Lord was like, no. It's like, hey, just open the door fully. I'm like, Lord, don't tell me about doors. Talk to me about the people. It's what I'm thinking in my mind, right? I do argue with the Lord, just in case you didn't think that. I do. <laughs> I do say stuff's back. I am, I am a disobedient child sometimes, okay? <laughs> I am. I do have moments. So, I was just like, whatever, God, you know, it's a door, fine. And then, and then the pastor was backing up the door, and he'd not believe it. He just kept backing in, backing in, and back right into the door. <laughs> and, then, and then the door is just boring and just, I was like, sorry, Lord, sorry, sorry. Forgive me. Just hold on to the door, Holy Spirit. <laughs> hold on to the door because it's going to break and we're not going to get a new door for a year <laughs> is what I'm panicking about. And you not believe, like the guys who are with the pastor and everybody could see it, the door literally bowed and was like bending in. And the pastor, we were all like, like this, but in the mirror, he was seeing it like this. <laughs> so he kept coming at the back and we're like, and he's like, Ooh. and he's like, guys, why would you not tell me to go in the front? We were like, yeah, we kept saying this. He was like, no, I saw it like this. And I'm like, okay, sure. And but by God's grace, because God was very good, you know, he doesn't do stuff like we deserve. He like, uh, like the pastor backed out in the front and then he stopped and he came back and there was literally nothing that had happened to the door. And I was like, thank you, Lord. Thank you. I promise to listen to you next time. You know, I always say that. Sometimes I still don't. But, you know, you have those moments. And, and the Holy Spirit is, he's, that's the one thing about the Holy Spirit. He loves you enough to walk you through those moments because he's guiding you. He's, he's teaching you how to listen to him every day in everyday moments. But he's like, just do this. Just, just walk this way. Don't do this. You know, every time I've got a speeding ticket, I, I always feel like the Holy Spirit did speak to me and was like, do not drive fast. And I go fast, and, I'm, and the cop's right there. I'm like, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for speaking to me, and I was disobedient. <laughs> the couple times I've got a ticket, it was like clear as day. The Lord's like, slow down. I'm like, are you talking to me? <laughs> it's like I was questioning. And by the time I realized he was helping me, it was too late. <laughs> you know, it was really bad. But the Holy Spirit speaks to you about everything. Because if you would allow him, to guide you and lead you in decisions, in everyday decisions, he's speaking to you every time. When you walk through those moments, then you get to see the power of the Holy Spirit because now he's like, okay, now I can empower you more and more. I can show my power through your life because you're listening to me. You know, John chapter 15, verse 26, the Bible says, when the helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. He says, the helper, the Holy Spirit is there to help you in your life. 
In your everyday life, he guides and he helps you. And John chapter 16, verse 7, the Bible says this, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I don't go away, if I don't go away, the Holy Spirit will not, the Comforter will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. The Holy Spirit is now and for today. It starts with being in the presence of the Holy Spirit. Would you stand with me as we're wrapping up? The Holy Spirit is promised to us. You know, this week, allow the Holy Spirit to lead you. Eventually, there'll come a moment where he start to bring his power through you. And I've seen the Holy Spirit move in and through my life many times. But I also still have moments where I sort of don't listen sometimes because I'm like, Is that, was that you, Lord? Was that you? We all have those moments. But the Holy Spirit just doesn't abandon you because of that. He loves you very much. He was sent here to be with you forever. He's a promise from Jesus. If you've never got the Holy Spirit in your life and you're like, hey, I don't know what this Holy Spirit's about. Jesus says in the New Testament, the, the disciples are talking to different people and says, hey, do you know the Holy Spirit? And they're like, no, no, we don't know what it is. And they're like, hey, it's a promise from Jesus. Jesus promised the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, when I go to my Father, I will send the Holy Spirit to you who will be a comforter and a helper and an advocate. He's going to be with you and guide you in all things that's true. He's going to help you in your life. He's going to guide you in your life. Next week, we'll look about how he empowers you. But this week, we're going to focus on guiding you. And if you're like, man, I just need the Holy Spirit to guide me. I've come some decisions. I don't know how to make these decisions. I need the Holy Spirit in my life. I want to encourage you as we're wrapping up. Would you come on up? And I'm going to pray for you to get filled in the Holy Spirit. It's, it's not going to be a weird moment or anything like that. It's just, it's just a moment where you come up and you're like, God, would you send your promise upon my life? The Holy Spirit wants to use your life. As you're wrapping up, you know, many years ago, people prayed for me over and over. Many people prayed for me. I never got filled in the Holy Spirit. It was in a men's meeting, sitting in this one room with two other men. And me, I was just playing this hand drum. Not even praying for the Holy Spirit. They were just praying for the Holy Spirit in that room. I was sitting in that room when the Holy Spirit filled me. It was a very, very powerful moment. I still remember that moment. It was the most powerful and changed my life. It's just when the Holy Spirit comes and touches you, He changes your life. He gives you the power to walk through everyday life and make decisions that's pleasing to God the Father. So let me pray for you. So if you, if you have a moment and you're like, hey, I want to I get filled in the Holy Spirit. I want the Holy Spirit to come into my life. You can come on up and we pray for you. But Father, as your word says, now may the grace of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and love of God our Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us both now and forever. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.